But hey, what a what I'm excited to be here. I got today. I, I brought my wife with me today on a wonderful Mother's Day. I got my wife here. Been married for 20 years. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can make some noise. That's all for her because I don't know how she's stuck with me for 20 years. She's just an amazing wife. But um, yes. Yeah, so I'm 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 so thankful for you guys as your pastors too. Um, this as I work for a church. This last season has been a lot of work in church, a lot for pastors. And so I just want you guys to know you have two amazing pastors that have continued to just plug away. And, and it means so much at, to a pastor or somebody in a church when you have people that show up and say, we're with you, pastor. We love you, pastor. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep going that way and, and keep encouraging them because they are amazing pastors. We love, our, we love them. We love them. Well, those online today at home in your pajamas watching service, maybe got breakfast with you. You're missing out because uh, I, 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 it's a great day here in the house. But you're all right for, for staying home, eating breakfast. It's okay. We, we love you. We, we're so happy you're joining us today. But um, I, 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 new, new parents, new parents. Any of you guys were brand-new parents, first-time parents? First-time parents, first-time parents, congratulations. That's exciting. I have a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old, and so um, I, I don't miss those days at all. I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to be really honest. Uh, big shout out to the dad here on the end. Uh, I would have been really nervous right there. Like when the baby started to cry, you held it together. I'd be like, I, I don't know what to do. Honey, you take him. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't that dad. So I was, I was like, okay, good for them. Good for them. But you stole my first joke about COVID treating everybody really well. It, it did. I, I, COVID didn't treat me so well every time. I, I've never, I didn't know it was possible to have COVID like 15 times. Every time I try to snuggle with my wife, she'd be like, I think I got COVID. We should quarantine. We might need a quarantine. So a lot of the COVID, through COVID, we stayed in separate rooms and she loved it. And so, we, you know, she's like, I, I, I need a quarantine from you. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it worked out, but it was good. Um, you guys, what, what, uh, I, I know we're in Chiefs country. How about that Super Bowl? I didn't want to bring it up, but here's the only reason I'm bringing it up, because we have something in common. I know we're not supposed to hate anything, but we probably both all have a hate for Tom Brady. Um, I, 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 I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, and so we lost on the two-yard line to Tom Brady. So I, I don't know. I just um, I don't know what, what's going on with him, and I, I was really pulling for the Chiefs because I cannot stand him, but we won't stay on that subject and bring that up anymore because – I don't want anybody to be hurt about it, but um, I, I like, you know, I, I like the worship today because what I like is, you know, you ever see those churches where they're stacked across with like 15 people? I'm a worshiper that likes, I like the kind of the socially distanced worship here because I'm a, I'm a spinner. I'm a spinner in worship. Like my wife was like, she a couple times leaned into me. It's like, you're kind of in my space. So I like this stage. I like the way it works out. And, you know, I, the, the, the mass thing, I kind of like it in church because I've got a terrible voice and no one knows where it's really coming from. And so my wife was like, you're being really loud. I'm like, I got a mass. They can't tell. No one can tell what's going on right now. Right now. Is, uh, is, is Pastor Nate in the house? I met him yesterday. Is he? Is he? He's probably out there. That guy's smooth. New, new, how long you been married? Seven months. Come on. <clears throat> I met him yesterday. He picked us up. And, and, and so I started to stalk his Instagram like anybody would do when you meet somebody new. It's kind of what we do. You're like, let me find out a little bit about this guy. But then I realized this was a bad idea with my wife over my shoulder. Like, did you propose to your wife in a, at a, in a helicopter? Like, what is that about? Like, you don't have to show off. 
he's got a fur collar on right now. Are you a pilot or what? Like, I'm like, this guy's really good. Like, what in the world? Like, my wife's like, that is so, and what, and now signs coming out. How romantic is he? Wish you would have done something like that, hon. So thanks for, thanks for kind of ruining it for everybody. She's like, yeah, that was really sweet. You know, I was just like, hey, do you want to get married? Like, I really like you, and I don't want to lose you. You want to get married? But this guy's over here, helicopter, next level, look at me. <laughs> married seven months. Married seven months, dated for a while. And, and yeah, mar- marriage, and, marriage and dating are different. Is it different? Have you found it's different, or is it still just you're still just in love just as much? You only dated for three months? Wow. You know what you want. Your man that's smooth, and he knows what he wants. He's like, I'm not missing this opportunity. I'm taking it now. Dated for three months and then said, let's get married. So you really, you're still basically dating, but committed. Okay, okay. But married, married and dating is different. I always tell people when you're dating, it's like, you know, it's just whatever she wants, whatever she needs. Yeah, you're supposed to do that when you're married too, but come on, let's be real, guys. We know sometimes we miss the mark. But, you know, when you're dating and you go out to a restaurant and you order something and she's like, my wife, you know, she loves sweet potato fries. I order the sweet potato fries. She just gets a salad and she's like, oh, my goodness, those are my favorite fries. Can I have a couple? Can I? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're dating, it's like take them. They're all yours. You can have the whole plate. You know, when, they're, when you're dating and they're sick and she calls you, babe, can you come by, bring me something? I don't feel good. I will stop and get you whatever you need. You need Theraflu. You need whatever it is. I got you, honey. I got you. You're my boo. You're my boo. You know, when you're dating, it's that way, you know. You fight when you're dating. It's like, I was in the wrong. I am so sorry. You show up with flowers and you're like, ah. But when you get married, things change a little bit. But you've only been married, you only dated for three months, so you wouldn't know any of this. But when you, get, when you get married, it changes a little bit. You go to a restaurant, and she's like, oh, sweet potato fries, my favorite. You're like, no, we have the same menu. You should have ordered those. These are mine. These are now mine. You know, you're, 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 you're married, and she's sick, and you're laying in bed. She's, my wife, ah, mm, ah, mm, mm. You're trying to fall asleep. You're like, excuse me, could you go get a glass of water, hon? I'm trying to sleep. It'll, you'll realize it gets real. You know, when you fight, when you're, when you're married, it's, it's a little different. You know, spouses, my wife, she'll take that kill shot, you know, where she'll just, you're like, you're in the middle of an argument, and she'll take that kill shot, and she'll just be like, huh, I guess your mom could have probably done it better. Like, oh, oh, this is getting real. It, it changes a little bit. Things change when you, you know, when you get married and date. It, it probably won't happen for you, so I'm just saying this, this is just me. So just so you know, I, I, it's good. I, I, my wife is an amazing woman. She is, she's got me through so much. She is a, uh, she's, she's through this whole COVID season been so amazing. She's uh, kept me healthy, kept me strong. The reason, part of the reason she kept me healthy is she sells essential oils so they could cure anything. I don't know why CDC didn't go to them first and be like, excuse me, excuse me, essential oil ladies, can you help me out here? What's going on? What do we need? You know, this morning I was like, man, my neck's out. She comes out with this little vial of I don't even know what it was. It was like a ground-up whale tooth, some frankincense and myrrh. I was like, she's one of the three wise men. I was like, where did you find this? She puts a little bit on, but, yeah, she's, a, she's an amazing wife. She's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I've been on this health journey. I know I don't look like it. Um, you guys were supposed to say, no, you do. Wow. This will 
Well, I'm done today. You guys got blessed. So that I, I felt, but I've been trying to get better. This, you know, we, you've probably heard the joke, COVID-19. I did like COVID-35. Like it hit me. Like, you know, every time I'd go to Costco to get toilet paper and find it, I'd actually bulk up too. I'm kind of built like a Costco store, just bulky. You get all of me, you know. And so I've been on this weight loss journey. And, and I, I, uh, through COVID, the beginning was bad. You know, it was like COVID was just weird at the beginning. Like there was Tiger King. I don't know, nobody saw Tiger King here, but man, that was weird. You'd sit home, you'd kind of wonder when the last time you was, you showered. And you're like, I don't even know when I've left the house or what I've done. I think I've been in these sweats for like six days. It just, it was weird. So I sat home and I just Uber anything, Uber eats anything in. And I'd be like, well, we might as well eat some more. We're here. You know, so it, it did treat me well. And then I, 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 my, you know, I got to this point where I was like, uh, I better do something. Because I, 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 I really, how you doing? Good to see you. I just say Pavarana. I was like, oh, gosh, I'm, we're already done. I thought you were on the drums or something today. Threw me off. Uh, but I, I, it's, it's it, so I've been on this weight loss journey. And, you know, my wife being the amazing wife, she came to me and she says, honey, I think we both should just get healthy. And, like, my wife's already healthy. Like, she doesn't eat anything bad. So I knew what she meant. Like, you should get healthy. So I was like, Okay. So I, I've been on this weight loss journey, and I'm trying new things out, and it's been, it's been a struggle. And, you know, they say pray about everything, and I'm glad you guys are a praying church, and so keep me in your prayers. But, you know, I, I'd go to God, and I'd pray about it, and I'd be like, I, I just, because I love food. And we're in California, and there's In-N-Out, and you can get double-doubles, and you're just like, these are really good. And I just really, and then it, you get them protein style, so you feel better about yourself because it's lettuce instead of a bun, but it's six patties and a bunch of cheese. And so you're like, I feel better, though. It's, you know. It's like when you go to McDonald's, get the number one, and then you get a Diet Coke. And you know, the person's like, he's not going to, he shouldn't have got the, just get the regular Coke. But I've been on this journey, and, you know, I'm, I'm praying, and I'm like, Lord, I need your help. You know, I, I go to God, and I said, Lord, I've come to your banqueting table one too many times to eat, God. Lord, you've enlarged my territory just a bit too much. I just need you to take this from me. And so I've been working at it, and we've been getting after it. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've stopped wearing maternity pants to holiday events. And, you know, those maternity pants for those moms that just had babies, right? They're amazing. They're amazing, but those, they have a baby. I just like to eat. And I'm like, these I don't even have to adjust or unbutton. These are great. I went for a, I went for a walk down, downtown yesterday. It's like, is it Massachusetts Street? Yeah, and I'm out there, and the devil was busy. I'm walking, just trying to be healthy, walking, and there's this place right next to me called Fat Shack. I was like, what is this about? I was like, I might as well pop in while I'm here. <laughs> they get, uh, deep fried Oreos, deep fried Twinkies, deep fried. I'm like, what in the world is this? I was like, the devil is busy while I'm on this weight loss journey. I, I could have picked any street, but then you got some restaurant called the Fat Shack. And they just invited me right in. They're like, yeah, you look like you'd be a regular. Come on in here. I was like, okay, not cool. Not cool. These uh, new, mo new parents, you guys are brand new parents? Brand new. You guys new parents first time? That's great. That's exciting. There's, I, I, you know, I'm going to teach you a couple things about parenting. And my wife's looking at me like, what's he going to teach? There's a couple hacks I'm going to have you guys just, you ever heard of a life hack? You know, there's some life hacks you see on the internet and a couple life hacks for you guys to think about. When that kid becomes a toddler, they're going to ask you, 
everything, everything. But I have learned the trick to that. They really just want words saying back to them. You don't really even have to look at them. You just say, yeah, neat, okay, cool. Look what I can do. That, look what I can do. Oh, that's awesome, buddy. There you go. You got it now. You know, just remember that one. You just have to say words like neat, cool, yay, hi, oh, awesome, good. You know, that's the kind of stuff you have to do. And then another one when they get a little older to get them to do stuff, like really create a shot clock. You know, like, a like I just counted to my kids to do anything, and they'd love it. All right, I'm going to count you down from 10. You ready to do it? You ready to do it? Here we go. They love it. And then the next one, this one I really liked and I took advantage of for many years is play hide-and-seek with them and have them hide, but don't ever go find them. Just keep randomly yelling stuff out. Ah, you must have hid really good. I can't find you. That'll buy you. That's going to buy you a good 10, 15 minutes of time alone, just so you guys know. It's, it's, these, these things will help you, okay? It's going to help you. I'm looking at that clock. Okay. I, I, I could go all day. We're going to go all day. I've, I don't have to be to the fat shack till one. They've got, they're doing a bunch of deep fried stuff that I've asked that's, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm so thankful for moms, all the moms, all the ladies of this church. Moms do, moms do ordinary things that dads just can't do, and we don't really know it, we're like, oh, that's got to be easy. For one is like those, when, when they carry the, the babies on those front, what are those things called? A wrap, I don't know. Yeah, like that kid, like sometimes they're carrying kids that I'm like, that kid should be walking. How are they doing that? Kids' legs are all the way down to the mom's knees. Moms just go around like it's no big deal. Hey, I'm like, how old is that kid? 72 months. I'm like, I don't do math. How many? 72 months. Check my Instagram feed. You'll see it. Are you one of those moms, those moms that love to put every story up of the kid and how many months and nine months, one month, two months? Oh, man. But moms do things that just don't make sense. I remember when my kids were little and my wife's like, hey, just run through McDonald's and grab them something to eat. You know, we're going we're gonna to head so, you know, to a baseball game, whatever. We're just grabbing something to eat right now. And, you know, the wife, that's complicated. You ever took two toddlers through a drive-thru? Oh, they get in that drive-thru and you're like, okay, what do you want? What is there? It's McDonald's. You know what's here. Like, what, what do you want in your Happy Meal? Can you tell me the options? I don't know. Well, what do you mean? If, if you don't know, how am I supposed to know? Okay, don't talk to me like that. You know, do you want fries? Yeah, are they going to be big fries or little fries? I don't know. Just what do you want? What, what are my options for drinks? And you have to read the whole menu, and you're like, oh, come on, you guys. Moms do that so graciously. They know exactly what the kid wants. Moms, you are just incredible. They go right through. They do it. They, you ever took a kid grocery shopping? Huh. I decided one time to take my kids grocery shopping with me. My wife's like, I was like, I'll just take them. They'll be fine. And she's like, you sure you can handle this? Like, she had to write me out a mission. You know, she's like, okay, hey, here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk in. Do not get distracted by what's on the left because the kids are going to automatically want that candy. So you're going to take a hard right. And I'm like, I got this, babe. It's no problem. So we go in the store, and I got the kids, and they're like, hey, let's go this way. And I'm like, sure, okay. Boom, right there. They already knew. I'm like, dang it. But it's just moms make that look so graceful. I remember the first time I took them in there, grocery shop, and had both of them in the cart. They reached for something in the aisle. Both the cart fell over. They busted their lip. It was just, I don't, yeah, don't call CPS on me, Child Protective Services. I don't need that. It's over. They're fine now. They're just a little bit off. Um, but my wife's like, that's why you can't take them to the grocery. I was like, you made it look so simple. Moms make it look so simple. The other one that moms do that, that I'm just, 
it amazes me. Moms are so amazing. Is You ever took two kids in a public restroom? Oh, my goodness. I remember the first and last time I ever did that. Wow. You got one that has to go to the bathroom, and of course you know what he's got to do. He's like, I got to go number two. And I'm like, right now you can't? Yeah, I got to go now. Now. So you're trying to hold him over the toilet while the other one's over there waving his hand in front of the urinal to keep it flushing. There's a hockey puck in there. Look. Don't touch the hockey puck. And you're holding the other one. He's like, ah. And I'm like, are you almost done? And then the other one's over there with like 10 feet of paper towels underneath. Look what I can do. I can do magic. Watch. Look at me. Yuck at me. Yuck at me. And you're like, my goodness. Like moms. Moms gracefully. They got one kid on there. They got the other one tucked into them while they got one kid strapped in the pouch up front. Like, I can do this. No problem. Look at me. I'm a mom. Moms are good. I love my mom. She was great. She was great. I, 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 had a, I had a traumatic junior high time. It was My junior high was no good. It just was bad. That's where you guys were all supposed to say, oh. Yeah, like kind of when I made the Costco fat joke, you guys were all like, ha, 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 ha. Now you got no sympathy for me. Real cool. But I'm so glad for my mom because, like, through junior high, it was tough. I, I, was, I was bullied in school, and, and it, it just was no fun. And, you know, I remember dad coming home, and, and my dad was a big guy, and I'd come ho- he'd come home from work, and he'd be like, hey, son, how was school today? And like another day of being bullied, it just was terrible. And, you know, he's like, all right, you got it, you got it, you'll get it. You know, Friday would come around all week, and Friday, and he'd come home, and I'd be sitting there on the bed, crisscross applesauce, just sitting there. He'd be like, well, hey, son, how'd it go today? You get it done? And I, dad, it wasn't a good day again. I was picked on all week. And I remember that time, my dad sat there and looked at me. He said, son, come here. Gets me right down and looks at me in the eye. And he said, son, you're homeschooled and have three sisters. you got to get it together. You have got to get it together. Like, you've got to get it together. I- I'm tired of hearing your, I was like, dad, I just don't like, they're just mean. Yeah, I- I've told some of you I was homeschooled. That's-, that's weird being homeschooled and going to your senior prom with your oldest sister. That is, it just, I was like, what are you doing to me, mom? It just, yeah, some of you guys are like, yeah, that's okay, this guy's weird. No, it's a joke, okay, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, homeschool, it just, growing up with three sisters was, all, it was always tough. I, I, I've, you know, I've got this beard, and, and I'm, I've got a semi-mullet going because I heard I was coming to the Midwest, so I was like, these are probably cool. I don't know, it's the Midwest, maybe, I don't know. I'm in Cal, no? Okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I feel terrible. She's like, no, not at all. They never have been. You're chubby and got a mullet. I was like, great. Got a lot going for me now. At least I got a great wife. No, thank you for being honest with me. I like honesty. I, li- I can't tell through that mask if you're laughing, so I need something with the eyes to show me you've, you're helping me out a little bit, please. She's like, mm-mm, terrible, terrible haircut. Never liked it in the 80s, and I don't like it now. I like it. I like it. But <laughs> I don't even know where I was. But my mullet. So people are like, ah, you know, they think I'm a man's man. I'm not. I'm going to be really honest. Growing up with three sisters, only ever been in a slap fight, never been in a real fight. (laughs) Spider webs get on me, I'm afraid. (sighs) Disney movies make me cry. Like I remember the first time I saw Lion King and I had my son and I held him up and I was like, it's like, that's you and me, son. I, I just, I don't do manly things. Like, I, I just, the beard is all a facade. It doesn't, it means nothing. 
it's just to hide my two my double chin and so it's it's really nothing else but people are always like you got to be a man's man but i'm not like i go into home depot i go up there i find the lady and i'm like i need one of those stretchy things with like the numbers on it so you can tell things she's like a tape measure and i was like yeah i need one of those like i'm that man like i don't really get it you know i i don't really know it all like i i i i go to you know like get my car worked on and and i don't do mechanics i'm sorry i just don't like i'm the guy that buys goes to o'reilly's and buys windshield wipers and asks them if they could put them on my wife's car for her or i make her go do it i'm like could you do it please hon i don't want to be embarrassed again but i go in there and and i i'm in there for something going on with my car and i bring it in there and you know they come out and they say what, what what's it doing i was like well if i knew what it was doing i know i'd be able to tell you that's what your job is you know uh, and i'm like uh and i said it's it's just doing something like i don't know car parts so i was like i have to do things in noises so i was like they're like what's it doing i was like it's doing like a hey and he's like a what oh then of course to embarrass me even more he brings out hank and tim from the back hey hank tim come out here check this out tell it tell him what it's doing you know they got that 10 10 w looks like 10 w 40 coffee that's got grimes in it and their coveralls and just like hey What's it doing? I was like, it's doing a hey, hey, hey. I'm like, I don't know, you guys. I know what you're trying to do here. When I turn it over, it's just making noises. Stop making me tell you. And they're like, well, what is it, like a moped? And I'm like, no, it's like an 85 Honda Civic. Just tell me what it's doing. I don't do manly stuff. Like, I, I thinking the other night, I, I, like I said, I have two almost their adult kids now, but when they were teenagers, the other night, me and my wife were in bed chatting, and it's about 9.30, and we're laying there talking, and, and we hear this from the other room so when we heard that noise instantly i fell asleep i was like i was like if i look asleep they won't know and come after me and she's like what are you doing did you hear that and i was like mm -mm, i'm sleeping she's like you're not sleeping i you're awake i was like no what what was it, it sounded I, what was it i thought i was dreaming it's like you heard it get up she's like go check it out and i was like what she's like go check it out you have a mullet i was like no i hate my mullet I don't even like this hairstyle anymore. But she's like, go look. And I was like, you want me to go look? I said, it was probably nothing. And she's like, just go look. And I was like, well, it was probably the dog. And like, to show you I'm not a man's man, I got a chihuahua that's about 20 pounds. And I was like, it was probably him. She's like, the chihuahua made that big noise? And I was like, yes, I think so. And so I'm like, ah. So I get up. I do what any husband that's going to protect his wife would do. I go into my teenage boys. And I'm like, boys, mom heard a noise and she wants you to check it out. And they're like, what? We're sleeping. I was like, mom heard a noise. Can you go look? She wants you to check it out. She's like, she wants us to check it out. Listen, boys, I have to provide for the family. I can make another one of you if anything happens. Go. <laughs> go. You know, I'm not a man's man. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I, I, I'm not. I've never been that way. Like when it comes to disciplining my kids, I'm not good at that. Like I, I, I'm afraid to because I'm like, I just don't want to hurt anybody. You know, I'm just that way. I'm a counter. Any parents counters? Like, all right, I'm going to give you till 10. One, two, three, four, four, five. Okay, come here. We're going to start again. I need you. I'm a counter. I'm not, I, I, I don't like spanking. I just, I can't, but I had to sometimes. And when I did, I cried more than they did. You know, and I remember when they were little. And by one, I have two boys. And the youngest one, I don't know what happened to him. He was probably the one I dropped on the cart worse. But he just... He's mean. He's mean. He needs to be saved. 
Like, he still needs Jesus. Like, when he was little, you're like, you need Jesus, kid. Like, we take him to the altar call. Maybe we never dedicated him. Did we, hun? That could have been it. But he was just mean. He was mean. And I remember, you know, I, I'd say, son, I'd ask you not to do it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to spank you. He said, fine. I, I, I did the crime. I'll do the time. I'll meet you in the room. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. This kid's bad. So I'd give him a, I, I, I'd give him a swat, and he'd just look back at me. He's like, that's all you got? Come on. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He was just mean. But then my, my, my oldest one, uh, just a heart of an angel. Just the heart of an angel. He's just sweet. And I, so when he'd get in trouble, it was harder for me. I'd say, son, you know, come here. Come here. I said, I'd ask you not to do it, and you did it anyways. And I, I, I'm going to have to discipline you, spank you. So he'd go into the room, and he'd be on the bed, and he'd just be. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I haven't even spanked you yet. I know, but I'm just so sorry. My good, sound like an Al Green song. It's like, you okay? And I'm just sorry. I'm so sorry I did it. And I was like, it's okay. And he, you know, and I'd say, all right, you got to, you know, I'm going to have to give you a spanking. I'm like, my goodness, sound like a velociraptor. What is happening? And I'd be like, listen, son. I said, you know, I, I, I'd give him that line once I get ready. I'd give him that line that every parent would say. That you know as a parent, as a mom, a dad, it's a complete lie. You'd look at him and you'd say, you know what? This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And it, that never, it never hurt. Yeah, so I was like, that's a lie. So I looked at him. I said, son, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And he looks at me and he says, dad, I don't want you to hurt so you don't have to spank me. I said, my goodness, this kid's good. <laughs> you know, I, I just, kids, kids are, kids are great. They're good. And, and uh, I just want to transition real quick, and, and I want to just share some encouragement. Uh, I, you know, we've had fun today, and you guys have laughed. I could tell by some of your eyes you didn't, but that's okay. Um, the piano player is going to come up and play something that will get you guys saved. Um, I never know when to call the piano player up. Let's give it up for the piano player. Are you just, do you guys always just kind of sit back there and know when to come? Yeah, you're really good at that. Yeah, it's, I don't know how you guys always know. You're like, and then that soft music comes up, and you're like, that's really good. Thank you. What's your name? Stephanie, how long have you been at Velocity? About four years. You still loving it? Awesome. You ready for that new building to, to play in there? Oh, just it. I heard they're going to put a keyboard stage, play like on an elevated stage and a lot of lights on them. So you seem like you'd like that. Yeah, you're kind of right in the back, very hidden. Like she's like. And then here comes the guy with the mullet. Hey, there you are, Stephanie. Sorry for putting you out there like that, Stephanie. But, hey, uh, I, I want to just share some encouragement real quick. Uh, at, you know, 2020, we've heard tons about it. And we've seen, we've even coming into 2021, I can't even. I just the keyboard came in perfect. I don't even know where I'm done. But there's there's been a lot that I think I, I just want to encourage you for a minute. I remember my, I came home the other day, and my boys, like I said, they're older. And I came home the other day from a restaurant, and I had some leftover chicken wings. And I love chicken wings. And let me tell you right now, chicken wings always have to have a bone in them. 
Otherwise, it's an adult chicken nugget if it's like a little tender. Don't lie to yourself. Anyways, I came home with the chicken nuggets, and I put them in the fridge, and I, I come the next day all excited, like I'm ready for my chicken nuggets. It was like a spicy barbecue and then like just a, the, uh, like a fiery one, and I got a little cup of blue cheese, and I'm ready. So I opened the fridge, and I'm looking through there, and okay, someone's playing a trick on me. And I'm looking, and, and I can't find it anywhere. And I'm like, what in the world? So I do that. You know, if you're a parent, you got the door kind of open, and then you kind of lean out. So I lean, boys, come here ASAP. And so they come out. So I said, did one of you guys take my chicken wings? And they're like, what'd they look like? I'm like, you know what a chicken wing looks like. It only looks like one thing, and it comes in a styrofoam container, you know. Oh, those were yours? Well, did you buy them? No, we didn't know whose they were. You just thought God, it was manna from heaven? Just some delicious little chicken nuggets? And I'm like, no, those were mine. Those were mine. Like, and I thought about it, and I read this verse the other day. And you guys are probably all wondering, how does chicken wings in 2020 all tie together? What is this guy doing? But I, I, I thought about it, and I thought, in 2020, we had some things maybe stolen from us, maybe taken from us, more serious than chicken wings. And we've had some things that have been taken from us. We've let the enemy come in and take things from us. Our joy, our peace. People are filled with fear. The Bible says fear not. We're filled with fear. We've lost relationships. And we've let the enemy come in and take things from us. And we've been okay with it. And we've said, ah, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a tough year. I, I, I think I'll let this one slide. But I want to encourage you today, just a little encouragement, that we need to take it back. This is our, our year to take it back, what the enemy stole from us. That was ours, that Jesus has given us. Jesus came to give us life. Jesus came to give us peace. Jesus came to give us joy. Jesus came to give us hope. All these things are promised to us. I, I, I would say, too, it's why we've let the enemy come in and take our purpose. It confuses us. God says, I have a purpose and a plan for you, and we've been okay with letting the enemy come in and maybe take it. I said, ah, I don't know. But I read this verse the other day, and I want to just encourage you with a couple things out of this verse. In 1 Samuel 31 through 2, at home, are you still with me? Pull that Bible out. Pull your Bible app up. Come on. Let me, let me, here we go. In the New Living, it says, this is David. David and his men had been out, and it says, Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town of Ziklag, they found that the Amalekites had made, had made a raid into the Negev and the Ziklag. They had crushed Ziklag and burned it to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. So David and his men had been away. They're returning home, hoping for a homecoming. People, hey, David's home, the men are home, to come to find chaos. To come to find everything they'd known was taken from them. It was all taken. And I think in 2020, we, we, we let the enemy take some things that were ours. We've let the enemy come in. We've put our guard down. And he's taken our joy. He's robbed us of our peace. And so I, I, there's a few things in this verse that I, I want us as Christians to, to go over and how we could take back what is ours. How we could say, hey, this is going to be my year. I'm not going to sit silent anymore. I'm not going to let the enemy steal my joy every day. I'm not going to walk around in fear, wondering, you know. People have experienced layoffs, and it's fearful. How am I going to provide? What's it going to look like? But we can, we can take it back. And so I'll, I want to encourage you. The first thing we have to do when we're going to take it back is we have to identify the thief who stole it. We have to know who the thief was. It, it, you go down in this verse, and it says, verse, verse 30, 1 Samuel 30, it's 6, it says, 
David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters, and they began talking about stoning him. They talked about stoning David. David was out with the men, but David became the enemy. We have to identify who the real thief is. It wasn't, it wasn't David. David had nothing to do with it. And I think in our lives, we, 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 we don't really know who the thief is. We, we start to maybe blame a spouse. Well, this is your fault. This is this way. We don't really identify the true thief. It's the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So one, this year, let's identify who the thief is that's really come in to take from us. Let's see who it really is, and let's not get caught up in, in Facebook posts and, oh, this person's for masks, this person's against masks. Oh, you know, you were once friends, but now we can't be friends because this person wants a vaccine, and this one doesn't. That ain't the thief. It's the devil. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy your relationship, steal your joy, steal your peace. So we got to identify the thief. we got to identify the thief. And then next is who's strengthening you? Verse, in verse 36, it says, it says, David found his strength in the Lord. Who's strengthening you in this season? Is it, is it, let me, let me, let me run to social media and put up a post and see if anybody's going to agree with me real quick. Are you not finding strength at all? Are you just going through the motions? Like, ah, I'll show up for the velocity on Sunday and I'll just find a seat way in the back and I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to get plugged into anything. I'm not going to go through the next steps. Who's strengthening you? Let's let God strengthen you. When we're going to take back what is ours, we got to know who's strengthening us. The Lord is our strength. David knew. David said, the Lord is my strength in this. And he let the Lord. And then next, next one is we have to pray about it. We have to pray when we're going to take back what is ours. We have to get in there and pray about it and what that looks like. It says in, in 1 Samuel 30 and 8, it says, Then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. When we get stuck, when we feel like we've lost our purpose, when we feel like we've lost our joy, I think sometimes we're too quick to run to Facebook, throw a, po throw a post up and say, guys, I need everybody's opinion. Please get on here and take a survey. I need to know, I need to know what's going on. But I think sometimes prayer is our last resort instead of our first resort. Let's pray about it. Let's say, God, what would you have for me? Lord, what does what my next step look like? Lord, I know I've lost my job. What does that look like? Lord, I need peace. God, I need this relationship restored. What does that look like? Let's pray about it. And last, lastly, you got to make a move. So the last one is get up and go and God will provide. So it says this in 1 Samuel 9, 30, 9 through 10 in the New Living Translation. It said, so David and his 600 men set out and they came to the brook Basor. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. So David continued to pursue the men to pursue without the 400 men. David and his men could have easily sat there, said, what do we do? What do we do? They're gone. And we can sometimes sit here in our pain and wallow and say, God, what do we do? It's just so hard. I don't know the next move. I don't know what to do. But you got to get up and go. You got to get up and go. You got to get up and rightfully take back what is yours, what the enemy has stolen from you, your joy, your peace. It's time to get up and go. And we go down a little, a few more verses down in there, and it says David and his men, they, God provided this man that had been injured, and they, they, left the, they left the man behind, but he was part of the enemy's camp, the, the enemy that came in and took from, from David. And so he, they ran into him, and they said, hey, where, where are they at? And he led them right to them. And they battled. David and his men battled. 
battled day and night, the verse says. They battled day and night. But then here's what it says at the end. I love this part. It says, it says in 1 Samuel 30, 19, after they battled day and night, David and his men got up and go. They went. They went after what was theirs. They said, I'm not going to let the enemy have what is mine. I'm not going to let him take it from us. This was ours. These were our wives, our children, our livestock. I'm taking it back. And so they went in there. It says, 1 Samuel 30, 19, it says, once they battled day and night and they, they defeated them, it says this, nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter, nor anything else had been taken. David brought back everything that was his. God has a purpose for you. Maybe today you're sitting here and, and, you know, and you're like, man, it's been tough. You really don't know. It's been tough. It's been a tough year. But David and his men, when they got up and go, got up and went, I said, go, I'm homeschooled. They got up and go. My mom would be so mad right now. She'd be like, I taught you better than that. But they got up and got what was theirs. They went after it. And so today I want to encourage you, you got to get up and go. And God's going to restore everything that was taken from you. God's going to restore your joy. God's going to restore your peace. God's going to restore relationships today when you get up and go. So I want to pray to end the day. I just want to pray for you guys, and then Pastor Justin and Melissa are going to get up. And, but with every head bowed, I'm just going to pray.